0: Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? It's going pretty good. I had
1: you laughing at my dance today. <laughs>
0: you did. You did. I've, I feel like that gives me the energy for the show, so I'm, I'm glad you do it every time. I do give a disclaimer now to our guests just so that they know it's coming just in case, you know. Just
1: in case, you know, <laughs> they're uh, bad dancing adverse. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, so uh, I've got Usually we have like these little open topics. We have no idea what we're going to talk about during this. You know, like I am going to bring up something or you're going to bring up something or whatever it is. Um, I could, I've got, I've got two options here. Um, uh, I could talk about the Weber grill that finally came in after two months. But, uh, you know, I mean, maybe we save that one. Maybe that's like a teaser for next episode or something because I'm sure people are excited. They've heard the whole struggle. Well, the other one is that I feel like I've been talking with you. All week, because I've been talking about you all week. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That's definitely go there first. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, seriously. So I've been been actually recording a bunch of podcasts for my other podcast, Learning More. And each one of those podcasts, I've been like, I don't know why, but you're coming up in every one of those podcasts. So... (laughs)
1: What are the topics of the podcast that you're bringing me into the conversation?
0: Uh, okay, well we had we had one on diet, so of course I got to talk food. You know, and that's that's going to bring you up. I mean, come on, we that's what we talk about. As the anti-dieter, uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I had one actually. This one was interesting. Uh, just recorded this the other night. It was about um, uh, food deserts. Actually, like you know, like where in the middle of a of a, of a like a big city, like Atlanta, for instance. There's areas where there's not grocery stores for miles. So people have to, especially during pandemic, had to like figure out how to get food and they're just buying food from the gas station and whatnot. So really bad diets and whatnot. So we had that conversation. I'm actually going to bring those guys on this show because uh, the okay. two people that I talked to started a business uh, around this and
1: well, when you fantastic said, story. When you, when you said, what did you say? Food desert? Food.
0: Food desert. Food yeah.
1: desert. Immediately the first thing came to mind is Las Vegas. Because oh. <laughs> you were you were asking me where to eat in the desert of Las Vegas, and I was giving you that's all true. my recommendations. So that's the first. That's thing That's true. Of your mind.
0: Well, the crazy thing about you is you could be in a desert and you'd find food. Like you, you, <laughs> you know where all the good food places are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could be the bear gorillas of uh, dining in the desert. Yes.
0: Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> and and then For I did a show mind. on on hypnotism. On what? On this other show. on hypnotism. Okay. So, yeah. And believe it or not, you came up in that show too. I'm not going to tell you how you came up, but you're, you're going to have to listen to that
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> Will I get hypnotized while I listen to it?
0: You, you might. You might. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, we talked about, we talked about sales. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the spoiler here. But really how like hypnotism in a way as a salesperson or as a marketer, you're, you're, you're sort of doing it a little bit, right? Like you're sort of hypnotizing people and, and in your sales skills, I'm thinking-
1: Maybe you're a hypnotist. Okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So so there you go. I like where that's going.
0: I think. I think. Yeah. Well, listen to the show and you'll you'll see. I will. You know I do. (laughs) You know I do. So I will. All right. So, uh, and, and your sales, Greg, your sales lead to profitability. There you go. There's my segue. How about that? I like it. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So we, we are talking profitability today. And uh, we've got a guest here who has been uh, nicely sitting there through my stories. Uh, Rocky Levani. Did I say that right? I, I wrote it down and then I was like, oh man, did I hit this right? Because I've done so many podcasts in the last week that I, I've, I think I've got one name right. So if this is it, I'm, I'm very proud. Did I get your name right?
2: You did. That was perfect.
0: Oh, beautiful. Great All to right. be here. Okay, you, you are meant to be. Maybe that should be our test. <laughs> if, uh, if if they stay or not, uh, if the guest stays or not, if I say the name right. So, uh, okay, you talk profitability and and profitability first. Uh, tell us a little about yourself there, uh, Rocky, and your company that you run.
2: So uh, I'm a profit-first professional. It's all based on Mike Michalowicz's book, Profit First. And basically what I do is I work with small business owners to help them having a growing and profitable business because we hope, and I say hope because sometimes this doesn't happen, that when Greg makes a sale, there is actually profit in that sale. I think for mm-hmm. a lot of business owners, we focus on top line, right? Go out and drive that, that metric. And, and it's a vanity metric. The reality is, how much do you get to keep at the end of the day? What's your profit? And too often, most business owners don't know they're profitable until they sit down with their tax accountant and they say, hey, congratulations, you're profitable this year. Here's how much your profit was, which begs two questions. Where is that money? And how the hell am I supposed to pay that tax bill?
1: Right.
2: <laughs> and right. that is a problem we yeah. fix for business owners. We, we help you to understand when you're profitable, make you always profitable, and then actually see the cash and have the money to pay for the tax bill and just be able to stroke a check without blinking an eye. Well, you have a mm-hmm.
1: kind of a different mindset. I, I, I went onto your website and you, you say most accountants or financial professionals will give you this equation. Sales minus expenses equals profits. But you turn it around a little bit. You have a different, tur- uh, different way of looking at that. And I thought it was really interesting. So please share that.
2: So the new equation is sales minus profit equals expenses. And basically, it's a mindset shift, right? We take our profit first, right? Just like you've heard forever, pay yourself first. Well, mm-hmm. do you do that? Most business owners that I talk to are the last person to get paid in their business. Why? They took the risk. They did all the work. And yet they put themselves last. It's a mindset shift. Pay yourself first. Make sure you're profitable up front and take your profits first. Now, this doesn't mean we're not going to pay our vendors. It doesn't mean we're not going to pay our employees. It doesn't mean we're not going to pay people. It just means we're setting our side, our profit up front because profit should be a habit, not an event.
0: So- Okay, if you're doing that. I I remember early days of my business when I had, you know, people I was actually paying and vendors I was paying, like all this money going out. Uh it was it felt wrong for me to take my money first. I wanted to pay everybody else. How do you get people past that feeling? You go I'm see so Rocky. Right. Russ, you go see Rocky. That's how you get past it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
2: That's an emotional thing, right? You, you feel responsible to everyone else but yourself, mm-hmm. right? And here's the reality of it, right? Before you started your business, hopefully you came up with a business plan, right? That included a some semblance of here's how I'm going to be profitable. Did you do that?
0: Uh, we, we've we've talked about this in past shows. I, I sorta kind of did, and I you know so I, I'm going to do the sorta kind of did. I I I um it wasn't a formal business plan and I, and I wish I did. And actually like about a year or two into it, I actually did write a a more formal business plan out of like this little outline that I did. So it was really, 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 really rough (laughs) that I put together.
2: And we're okay with rough. I mean, literally, if you can't put your business finances on the back of a napkin, you're making it too complicated. Mm. So this is about simplicity. You were talking about diets before, right? When you go Mm -hmm. on a diet, what do they tell you? Use a smaller plate. Because when you use a smaller plate, what do you do? You naturally eat less. We're going to take that same concept into your business and say, hey, we're going to give you a smaller plate of spending out of your business. Because if we take the profit first, And we set aside for taxes first, and you know that, then what's left is that smaller plate. And instead of saying, Oh, I need to throw money at this problem, which we all do, we start to say, Oh, it's not that I need more resources. I need to be more resourceful. So, how do I think about my business differently? How do I spend differently? And how do I be more calculated in that? So, I think one of the best stories for Profit First comes out of the Savannah Bananas. And I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're a minor league baseball team in Savannah, Georgia.
1: Yes. Yes. I know this. Yes.
2: Right. So, you know, Jesse Cole, great guy. He's if you're a business owner, listen to Jesse. Jesse, when he started that business, they looked at the numbers and went, this isn't going to work. Like the business plan doesn't make me profitable. And so he started to say, how do I reinvent my business to make it profitable without having to spend all this money? So all his entertainment is free. He literally created an entire entertainment platform <laughs> where he doesn't pay a single entertainer except for his baseball team. And then they have to entertain for free because that's just part of their contract. Right. And And that's the whole concept. Let's think differently about our businesses. Let's Let's constrain ourselves and force ourselves to be resourceful, to be entrepreneurial, to work on our business instead of in our business.
1: I'm going to take Russ's example and I'm going to flip it a little bit. Russ was saying, hey, you know, I want to make sure I pay the people and, you know, I'm the last person to get paid and i've dealt with a lot of people on the other side of that saying i want to be the first person to get paid i'm going <laughs> to soak up as much money as possible out of this business and i don't even care if we're turning a profit on in on the books what do you say with those people
2: they're not nice people right that is not <laughs> what we're talking about they, this is not about this is not about stealing from others right this is about building a good solid business with business principles and setting your money aside to do what it's supposed to do. That's it. So here's the basic thing, right? We we talked a little bit about the plates. In your business, what usually happens is you have one bank account. You look at this bank account, you see money, you go, I got money, right? Because you're not even looking at the accounting reports. You get on your phone you log into your your bank you're laughing cuz you know this is what they do mm-hmm. 7 times yeah. a day they log into the bank account and they look at their <laughs> bank balance do i have money no i got to go sell do i or if i don't have money i got to go sell and if i do have money i got to go spend enough of this right <laughs> so yeah. what mike did was he said We're going to set up multiple bank accounts. This whole thing is like the envelope system. You guys familiar with the envelope system? Dave Ramsey talks about it. Other personal finance people talk about it.
0: I I feel like I know it, but I don't know enough about it. So why don't you go ahead and explain it? I'm sure there's people out there that
2: don't. (laughs) Here's how our grandparents used to do money, right? This is in the days before banks and everything else. They got paid. They took their money. And they started separating it into envelopes or jars. Here's the money for rent. Here's the money for mm-hmm. food. Here's the money for you know Christmas. People actually saved for Christmas back in the day. They put money into, into places for specific purposes. We're going to do the same thing with your business. So we've got one account where all your money comes in. That's your income account. So I can always look at my income account and see how much money came in. Clearest day, I don't have to sign into QuickBooks, do anything. And on a regular basis, we're going to take money out of our income account and we're going to distribute it into four other accounts. The first one, can you guess what the first account we're going to put the money into is?
0: I'm going to guess is that paying the owner? Well,
2: no, no. The owner's not first. Profit is first. Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) So the first account we're going to put money into is profit. The second account we're going to put money into is the owner's pay. Because if the money is in that account, it takes the emotion out of, can I remove this from my business? The third account is your tax account because the IRS is hiring people with guns and they can take your money without (laughs) your approval, right? Right. (laughs) Don't mess with them. And then the last one is your operating expenses. And now you know, hey, this is what I truly have to operate my business on. And now I know what I can spend.
1: Well, I not okay. want to get more so, into that because yeah. cash cash flow plays a part of this, right? And we gotta we gotta dig into that a little bit. So we're going to go to break and when we come back from a break i kind of want to understand you know it's great if you break it into these different envelopes but if there's one of those envelopes is empty which one let's talk about Ooh, that when we come back
0: good one greg <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening and subscribing to diy for business a part of the best business network and electrocast media uh, all kind of great podcasts over there on the Best Business Network. And we've added some new ones lately, so please do go check out the website there. And also check out DIYForBusinessPodcast.com for all of our past episodes and amazing artwork for each episode, which I love. I love that we have artwork for each episode. When I went to our site the other day, I was like, oh, this is cool. So <laughs> please do, if you haven't listened to those old episodes, or or if you're a fan of art, go check out our website. So, okay, Greg, you, you asked a, a question that got me to say, ooh. Right, before, Ooh, uh, the right break the, there, yeah. A bit. I, I like this uh, the 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 envelope question. I'll, I'll I'll pass it to you here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I uh, first of all, Rocky, I completely agree with what you're going with this and the concept. I kind of do the same thing with my business, but there are times when things get a little tight. Right for business owners, we understand that it's not always going to be profitable. And you broke the you know the payments or the you know into different envelopes and the last envelope was operating expenses. And my question is is do you take away from the other envelopes if you can't cover your expenses?
2: Do you want to steal from yourself?
1: I don't want to, but I definitely want to keep the lights on.
2: So where do you go with that? So a couple of things. Number one. Because we're doing it this way, you're going to know much, much sooner that you've got a problem in your business with cash flow. Because if we weren't separating the money, you'd actually be stealing from your profit, stealing from your pay, and stealing from the government, right? Thinking that was money you could spend, but not realizing, oh, that was already committed somewhere else. So if there's no money in our OPEX, what do you normally do when you don't have money? Do you go sell? Maybe it's an accounts receivable problem. It might not even be a spending problem. It might be, oh, wait a minute, all these people owe us money and I didn't collect and I forgot. To go after them. So what it is doing is it's forcing you to look at your business much sooner and start to investigate what's going on. Why is my spending gotten out of control? Is it because I don't have sales? Is it because someone didn't pay me? Is it because I'm spending too much? And so that's the 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 end of the day. Now, you got to keep the lights on. So if you want to take money out of your pocket, and put it into the business, go ahead and do so to pay your bills, but maybe you should make a ledger entry saying, hey, I got—I owe myself this money. And if you're constantly paying into the business from your pocket, you gotta sit down and have a hard conversation with the person who's doing that, right? Get the mirror out and have the hard conversation. Something's wrong in my business. The good news is, we do have this extra cash sitting here, so we're not going to freak out totally. We can get through this storm, but we really need to take the time to understand it. So we're giving you an early warning signal instead of a late warning signal.
0: What about like I- innovation, right? Like businesses, you, you do have to move pretty fast, right? Like I re- I remember, you know, uh, one time I, I literally, I came up with an idea on a Saturday and like I worked on it all day on Sunday and then Monday I was launching that idea. Now it was an expensive idea because I had to, you know, do a, 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 it was an investment in the business, let's say, uh, unplanned investment for innovation to beat my, my competitors and actually roll this thing out quickly. Where does that come from? Is that an investment in the business from one of the other envelopes? If I don't have that money in that envelope or am I just stuck and I can't innovate?
2: So let me ask you a question. Is your business generally an innovating business? In other words, is this what you're constantly doing or is this a one-off
0: situation? This was a one-off situation for for that particular business.
2: So for that particular business, it's a one-off situation, right? You have a profit account. You can reinvest your profit back into the business, but do it intentionally, right? If you're going to make an invest in your business, when am I going to get this money back? When is this business going to pay me back? That's really the question you need to ask because no, you're you- not going to go give it to somebody else without asking that question, but yet we'll give it to our business and and then we're broke.
0: Well, I think that was one thing that there was a mind shift at one point in my, in running my business where, you know, I'm like, well, you know what the government treats my corporation as a separate entity. That's what I should do as well. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like I had that shift of the whole loaning it money and whatnot, which, you know, you have to do anyway for accounting reasons, but okay. When, in what you're talking about, so now you're, you're loaning this other entity, um, uh, your business, uh, money. Are you sort of treating this like a loan where you're like, okay, I'm going to loan it, you know, $50,000. I want, $50,000 $50,000 plus I want some sort of money, you know, like, like a, some sort of interest on that, I guess. Uh, is that how you should treat this? Or is it just, okay, I'm, I'm borrowing $50,000. I'm going to give the 50,000 back.
2: The more casual you are with money, the faster it's going to run away from you. Mm. Right. The right. more disciplined you are with money, the better it's going to work for you. So if you're going to make a $50,000 investment into your business, you should ask yourself, what's my return and how am I going to get paid this back? And what are the terms? It could be interest. It could be that you have a larger business that's now more profitable and growing, which is okay. But how am I, think through it. What am I actually getting? And too often we get excited, right? Right some mm-hmm. sales guy like Greg comes along and he hypnotizes us and says we got to do this flashy <laughs> <See>? thing <laughs> and and you throw money. how often does that happen to business owners right they chase the next shiny object without <laughs> thinking through the back of the napkin run the numbers and actually measure against it right I think before we started, Greg talks about – he he coaches kids in in golf, right? Right. Would you ever play golf and not have a scorecard? Yes. Why? Just to learn or like how would you know how you're doing? Because I don't
1: want to embarrass Russ. Oh, oh, well, okay. That's usually why we don't use the scorecard when we go out and play, but – yes maybe <laughs> that's a one-off well. rocky i don't know <laughs>
2: the, the point is right if you don't have a scoreboard how do you know how well you're doing and if you if you're not measuring how how well do you know you're doing otherwise right. it's just like whatever you're playing a game and it's all fun and games as long as you're a multi-millionaire and you can do that but for the rest of us you know you you got to make sure your money's working for you
0: and okay so now we've we've set this like okay my my great idea that I had right and I'm going to invest 50,000 in my company and I'm just going to you know overnight decision I've got this right and then I go look at the 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 measurements afterwards now I didn't do this but I'm I'm setting a scenario here I go look at those measurements afterwards and just because I have that bias towards my own idea and this love for this idea I'm going to look at the numbers and kind of lie to myself right like without even knowing and I'm going to say oh that was a great investment of the 50,000 I'm uh, my company is so much better now. Like I've seen business owners do that. Uh, and like, how do you get past that? How do you actually make it where you can be, like do you set the numbers in advance? Like what do you do?
2: Yeah, you set the numbers in advance. So here's the couple things that you have to you keep in mind. If you're running into a business owner like that, we do two things. The profit account and the tax account. We actually put them in a different bank right? And sometimes we put them under lock and key. So mm. Mike is Mike is the kind of business owner you're talking about. Mike sees money, Mike spends it. He needs a second signature to take money out of his tax and out of his profit account. Wow. He's got a control system in place and some business owners need that, that lock and key so that that second person comes to you and says, okay, Russ, you're going to borrow this to invest in your business. Here's your loan payment. Here's when your, your loans are payable back. You know, how quickly are we getting the 50 grand back? And someone else has to hold you accountable mm. because it's clear that you might not be accountable to yourself. And that's okay. Some of us are, some of us aren't. Set up systems and processes. This is all about mindset. This is all about preventing you from screwing
0: yourself over. Right. And that's, it's so easy to do uh, in, in business, you know, because I mean? <laughs> like, we're all, we're all new to this, right? Like when you, when you run into this, like it, it's, it's a brand new thing that you're experimenting with to run this business. Nobody taught you. Like, this is exactly like whether you had college classes or not, like you're out there, you're on your own, you're figuring this out as you, as you go a lot of the times, which is crazy. I love one thing though, that I love my daughter is in high school and she's taking a financial accounting class, which I'm like this is awesome. <laughs> I love that. All right, uh, we're gonna take a short break here. Uh, we'll continue the conversation when we come back. You know, this great. This is a great opportunity for you to head over to the electrocastcom website. Go check out some podcasts while you listen to these commercials. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network. It's Russ and Greg with you. We're talking about putting profits first and um that can be difficult especially when starting a business now i've i've been a part of several startups and the first you know six months the first year the first even five years can be very well i'm gonna i'm gonna use your name here very rocky um (laughs) we want to take those from rocky to actual rocky here uh with some advice for startups when do you start this this multiple envelope process these multiple accounts like when do you start that Do you're trying to start that day one
2: yes day one you started your business to be profitable is it not going to be profitable day one when are you going to be profitable like for most businesses profits an event at some point in the future when Mm -hmm. we're not uber and we're not amazon that we can go for five or ten years without making a profit unless you happen to have some you know rich sugar daddy who's giving you money <laughs> which most of us don't why aren't you profitable day 1 from your first sale is is your sale not profitable because if it's not you don't have a business you have a hobby let's not play <laughs> games so here's here's what we do we create a separate bank account right? And that is our startup capital. And and this way we know every time I take money out of my startup capital, it's an investment into my business. And I ask myself the question, where's the return When am I going to get a return? And it's also a good measuring stick because you now know how much startup capital is actually going into your business. Most people throw it in the one bank account. They see a whole bunch of money. They go spend. I got money. They don't know if it's coming in or if it's the initial capital or if it's this or that. It's a big mess of money. When you start separating it, you have clarity. And so we've got our startup capital. And let's say we have to go buy some stuff to get started in the business. So I take 10000 out of my startup capital and I get my business started. Now, when I have my first sale or the first couple sales, right, I then take the money that came in from the sales and I allocate it to the different bank accounts. And so now I am making a habit of being profitable. I'm making a habit of paying myself. I'm setting money aside for taxes that will be due because most first year business owners totally forget about taxes until that dreadful day when their CPA hands them uh, a tax return. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In the meantime, we understand, hey, this is my startup capital. I have to be very careful with how I'm using my startup capital. And again, it's just mindset around it and it's controls I want to expand on
1: that, Rocky, because I am such a supporter of being in the right mindset to be profitable. Like that is a huge concept that you, you know, you're you're teaching and you work with your clients on. And I am the same way. With that mindset, you have to put the processes in place to really execute this. And you have a, a system about that. And I want you to kind of share that. Um, how do they put the process and what are the processes that you work with your businesses on?
2: So just from a, a logistic standpoint of spreading the money around, basically all the money comes into the one account. So you know how much came in and on a regular basis, we allocate our money. So depending on the business, every business is different. We usually follow one of three allocation schedules. Either we do it once a week, we do it Twice a month on the 10th and the 25th, usually because the 10th and 25th allows you to pay bills, make payroll, do those types of things. Some businesses just do this once a month. If if they've got like, say, monthly billing and everything comes in around the same time, then you can do this once a month. And so on the day that you all, you set aside, you, you go into your income account, let's say there's $10,000 in there. We put our profit in our profit account, our pay in our pay account, our tax in our tax account, our OPEX, our operating money in the operating account. Once I put the money in the operating account, if I have to pay payroll, I pay payroll. If I have to pay my vendors, I pay my vendors. I see, I sit down and I wear my finance hat and I take care of that all together. Now, I'll immediately know, oh, wait, I have more bills than I have money now I have to say, why did that occur? Did I not have enough sales? Did enough? Because now you're, once you do this a few times, you start to feel your money. Oh, okay, I'm doing my allocations. It's always been 10,000, but this time it was eight. What happened? Or it's always been 10,000 and this time it was 15. Whoa, celebration, we got extra Mm -hmm. money coming in. What did I do differently that caused extra money to come in? And so you're starting to feel it on a more visceral basis every time you do that. Can i I want
1: to go into one last thing before we before we get off? because Rocky said something during the break that both Russ and I chuckled about, and i will. and I'm fascinated to hear what you're going to say about this, Rocky. But you said speaking of feelings, a lot of people have a negative feeling towards being profitable. Now, business owners want to be profitable, but others may not look at profitability the same way. Can you go into that a little
2: bit? So everyone has a money mindset, right? We all have psychological triggers around money. Most of these are developed sometime when we're a kid, sometime between the ages of six and about 13. And so somewhere in that time, you heard a lot about money. Maybe it was your parents telling you, we can't afford that. Maybe it was your parents telling you, oh, look at those evil rich people. Well, if you think rich people are evil, do you think you want to be rich? (laughs) No. That's why business owners self-sabotage themselves. All of a sudden, they start having a lot of money. They're like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm becoming evil. I got to stop this. And they blow it all. It's subconscious programming that is driving them. And so until you sit down and examine your money scripts and what your money beliefs are and how you think about it, you're running on subconscious programming of a nine year old. And, you know, if you've got a million dollar business running with the money scripts of a nine year old, you probably have a problem unless you had good nine year old money scripts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, You know, I think, and you had mentioned early, like right before we even started the, the podcast was people look at profit first and they think, and you know, they have like a, this, this negative opinion of, of saying profit first. And Cause you know, we hear people first or this first or that first, but I think once they hear it from you and once they've listened to the show, like it's not a problem. Like what you're saying makes complete sense to, to put the, the profit first.
2: Do you know what happens when you're unprofitable? You can't pay your vendors. Yeah, you can't exactly. pay your employees. You can't pay your bills. Your spouse is screaming at you, and your kids don't have new shoes.
0: Right, and
1: exactly. they're going to have a negative view towards profitability as they grow older. Correct, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? It's 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 a cycle. Yeah. It's a cycle. And Russ, right. I would interview that high school teacher of your daughter because that person is going to have an influence on her future.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. We got to, we got to bring her on the show.
1: <laughs> Have that teacher listen to this podcast for us.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh man. All right. Uh, so Rocky, if, if somebody that's listening, they want to get more information about this. They want to contact you. Um, tell, tell us how, how they're going to reach you.
2: So the website is profit dot first.com. And when you go there, you'll find a ton of resources. I, I, everything that I do for my clients, we teach for free on the, the podcast, Profit Answer Man, so we share everything. Um, and we, we have a ton of resources for you there, including two free chapters of Mike's book and working on new things. And, and we, we have, we've realized that business owners are at all different revenue points mm-hmm. and we're creating programs so that regardless what revenue point you're at, we've got something to, to help you and help you take that next step.
0: Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today. I, 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 uh, when I, when I saw the profit first, I got a little nervous. And uh, <laughs> I'm not nervous at all about it now. So uh, this, this is uh, fantastic, <laughs> the way that you've got this program set up. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've had like the podcasts where, oh, people first, people. But yes, you can't pay the people. You can't have people unless you have profit. So completely, uh, completely makes sense. So thank you uh, so much for uh, clearing that up. And, and talking yeah, us thanks a lot, Rocky. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening and subscribing and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the best business network and Electric Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the help with the the goal of helping your business grow. And specifically this one, helping your business profit. All the information provided is opinion-based and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed and we're happy to take your questions. We'd also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. If there's an area where you need solid business advice or help, let us know. Reach out to us. We can build an entire episode around it and get your questions answered. Uh, You can also reach out to us by visiting our website, DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. That link is in the podcast description. We thank you again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Or Whatever Movies is our podcast.
1: A movie discussion podcast hosted by yours truly, Iris, and my
0: older brother.
2: I'm Wesley. So we talk about recent and favorite feature films.
0: In a brotherly and sisterly way.
2: <laughs> is that good or bad? It's great. And between
0: the two of us, we've seen thousands of movies. So check out hundreds of episodes at orwhatevermovies.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And subscribe to Or Whatever Movies, presented by Society 13 and the Electrocast Network. hear the culture electric acid electric acid, electric acid.